Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Ladies Who Launch. Alyssa and I are coming to you from a very dreary and cold Calgary. It's officially not even fall anymore. I think winter is coming. No. Hey. No. I refuse to think <laughs> about it. Winter is coming. I put out my Halloween decorations. Um, I never get kids At the here. beginning of October. I was so excited about Halloween. I never get kids here, so I never do Halloween. We're at the, I'm at the end of like a dead end street and yeah, got kids. So I don't get them either. It's not for the kids. It's for me. Oh yeah. Well, let's I be mean, clear. Did you go to, um, and get your Halloween candy that you will eat before Halloween? Cause we were all doing that right now. Like yes. some of us, I've heard some people are on their second box of Halloween candy now. I don't even get like Halloween candy. Honestly, like as you guys know, I wasn't feeling super shit hot the last couple of weeks. Um, so what did I do? Oh, I just went and got like 10 different kinds of candy and like laid in bed. Yeah. Um, but what kind of candy do you normally get? Um, well, I'm bad. See, here's, here's what I do. Don't because, feel again, bad. It's I don't get normal. kids. So I will go to Shoppers Drug Mart on November 1st and get all the 75% off unsold Halloween candy. And that's usually what I do. What's your favorite one? I I favorite chocolate bar and my favorite chocolate bar is a coffee crisp. So I mm. will like I will go through the chocolate bar box and just pull out all the coffee crisp. That's kind of I don't know. I'm not a it's weird though. Like I, I think you're the same. I'm not a candy person generally. I'm not, so, no. Um I don't get all in a big hubbub about Halloween or like going through the getting Halloween candy first and all that sort of stuff. It's like no, I'll I'll go for the cheap candy after Halloween if what see what's left. But yeah, I'm yeah. not a I'm not a sweets person normally. That's not my go-to for junk food. No. Normally, like if I'm out for dinner or I don't know, like I'll have like random cravings for just like a really good chocolate chip cookie or like a really good piece of cheesecake or some kind of cool dessert, but I don't go out of my way. Yeah. To like have candy on hand. Usually it's like more a savory thing. I think Alyssa, you're the same, but I will say that I love the mini Kit Kats. So if you don't want your mini Kit Kats, I'll come eat them. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Kit Kats I will eat if they're like frozen, like from the freezer. Oh yeah. They're so good frozen. Um, and I will, I will not turn down a little bag of Skittles or, um, Reese's Pieces either, but yeah, I'm yeah. not a, I'm not a sweet person, but yeah, like definitely when I was a kid, um, and actually trick-or-treating the, the best thing in my bag always was the bags of chips. Always. Right. When you got a bag of chips, it was like money. Yeah. Right. Or like a sucker or like something obscure that you just like, not even like a sucker, sorry, that's boring, but like a ring pop or <gasps> oh, ring something pop. obscure, you know? Or the houses yeah. that gave out like the full chocolate bars, like I would, I would oh, totally yeah. go for that. But yeah, I would. I'm definitely in my in my house right now. What's in my sort of junk food pantry is all like chips and crackers, and Same. that's. Same. Totally I try cool. to pretend like I'm healthy by going like gluten free and organic. 
<laughs> yeah, still the same calories. Yeah. Anyway, um, amazing. Well, speaking of snacking and being good to ourselves and treating ourselves, we we've really started to notice just towards the end of this year here, just just how exhausted everybody actually is. I know Alyssa and I talk about this on the regular, just because it is important to highlight the fact that you know, we're a little more exhausted than usual, but we're like, people are really exhausted this year uh, for obvious reasons. So we wanted to kind of chat with you guys a little bit about what it means to us to be better humans in a way that you probably wouldn't even think about. Like, what does it mean to be a high-functioning human? It doesn't mean burning yourself out. It doesn't mean suffering from a rest deficit. It actually means being good to yourself. Um, And I found this really cool article that Alyssa and I are going to share with you guys today um, from TED Talk. It was actually a TED Talk around several different ways, seven key ways to get restoration back into your life in terms of being a better human. But before we dive into that, Alyssa, why don't you tell the crowd what it means to you to be a good human in to yourself and to others? Well, a good human to me, being a good human to myself means actually taking care of myself and not taking care of myself in the traditional ways of like going to the gym or going for a run or whatever, like traditional sort of like physical taking care of yourself. But what I've sort of discovered through this whole pandemic for me and sort of being a a good person to myself is is accepting that this has been this pros- this whole thing has been difficult and that i have to i have to be easier on myself like mentally in terms of where i am at this point or where um i thought i would be or where i'm not and i think a lot of people are struggling with this right now in terms of like oh i thought um especially those of us who are entrepreneurs or business people or whatever. It's like, oh, I thought I'd be like through this or I thought I'd be back to where I was or I thought that like, I think there's a lot of us going through very different mixed emotions, but both our business and our and personally right now. And so for me to be good to myself means um, not comparing myself to other people. I think through this pandemic, I think a lot of us have sort of looked and especially it's bad on social media as we all know. Um, and that everyone's sharing all these like, oh, look at, oh, this new client. This is, as an aside, this is my biggest pet peeve when PR people post, oh, new client alert on um, Instagram or whatever. I'm like, oh God, no one cares. And I get that like whatever you're trying to make yourself look good or whatever your deal is, but it's just sort of a, it's just sort of a pick me moment. And just sort of everybody else looks at that like, oh, well, they're just bragging or like what a way to make everybody else feel like shit. Um, and I just think it's disingenuous anyway, but that's my rant for another day about um, (laughs) bad bad social media PR. Um, so for me, that was a big learning is like not comparing myself to, to others and accepting that not everything will go or has gone the way I thought it would in both good and bad ways. And I think we need to give ourselves grace with that too, that 
Um, for those of us who are super type A or super like high functioning or whatever, we have very specific goals or very specific ideals of where we wanted to be or or whatever. Like you remember when you were a kid and it's like, oh, I'm gonna be married with kids when I'm 25. And like when you were 11, that seemed really old and whatever. Yeah. And then like you realize that like, oh well, that always doesn't work out the way you think too. Like whether you got married and divorced or no kids or you couldn't have kids or whatever. And then you sort of have to like accept those things in your life. It's the same thing when you're going through a stressful sort of crisis time. It's like, you sort of have to accept that the things that you thought were going to happen aren't or didn't. And that these things will happen or other things happen. And you have to find the success and the joy in those things. I think that's been the biggest sort of mental learning for me is that while some things that I was working on pre-pandemic didn't pan out because they all got canceled or whatever for the pandemic, other things happened instead. And I have to sort of look at that positively instead of looking at the things that didn't work out because um, of the pandemic. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm pretty much in the same boat as Alyssa in the sense that I think giving yourself grace, that's been kind of my mantra this entire year. There's been so many things that I've been working on this year for social centric that are now coming to fruition that I, you know, for a long time was being really hard on myself. Like it needs to happen now, or it needs to have a very specific deadline. And my energy is just so low that it has to be, I have to be very careful about how I divvy it out, um, you know, in order to keep my business afloat and keep, you know, take care of my clients and then also take care of myself. Um, so I think my my biggest two lessons for this year in being a better human have been putting myself before anything else, which is really hard for me because as I've talked about in previous episodes, I've discovered that through through some really amazing business coaching and counseling work that I am for sure uh, an obliger in the sense that I'm a people pleaser a lot of the time um, to my detriment. And so, you know, I've just let things kind of roll out and flow the, the way that they need to. And if stuff doesn't always get done right when I need it to get done, or it's delayed a little bit as far as things that I want to happen this this particular year, I just know that. Um, after a good rest this Christmas, hopefully, <laughs> no, for sure a good rest this Christmas and prioritizing that and prioritizing some vacation I have coming up. Um, things are just going to roll out the way that they need to. And I, I'm no longer going to allow the intense stress and pressure of stupid shit to impact my life. Um, so I think one of the biggest takeaways from from this really cool TED Talk that we found um, was that we'll link all this this yeah we'll link all this in the bio is that sleep and rest are not the same thing as proper um advice on how to tackle a rest deficit so I think there's several key areas that we are all completely exhausted in right now that we don't even recognize um I think the first thing is that we are completely mentally overstimulated right now in a number of ways, whether it just be looking, you know, like we go on, we go on Facebook to check our Facebook or we look at the news and it's like more, more of an overload and a download than it ever has been in the past. And so 
you know, just like realizing that we, we don't take enough time to have mental rest. Um, the fact that we are completely consumed by our phones and our devices right now, and we don't take the time to have sensory rests. Um, and I think for those of us in, in our industry, I think what we don't realize as consultants and communications and marketing is that we don't take the time to have creative rest. Um, I think Alyssa and I and many others in our industry are constantly having to be creative, constantly having to come up with ideas. And although we love that aspect of our jobs, we don't realize that it it takes like a humongous mental toll and a sensory toll on us. So I think what's really interesting is just the fact that rest is more than just going to sleep at night and getting eight hours. Um, we need rest from sensory. We need we need mental rest in terms of um, how much we're thinking and overloading our brains every day. We need to look at the fact that when we get, you know, hopefully seven to nine hours of sleep, we have to recharge that battery in more ways than one in order to be able to perform, you know, at a high rate the next day. So just taking into consideration that there's, there's more areas than just sleep, um, that you need to take a rest from. So yeah, I think for for me in particular, the the two components I've really been struggling with is creative rest um, and sensory rest. I think that I still have... I'm hugely addicted to my phone still. Mm -hmm. I find myself scrolling until I fall asleep. Um, And you really do have to discipline yourself to get into the habit to to put the phone down. So Alyssa, what are some of the things you've been doing? Because I, I feel like you're better at this than I am. <laughs> I'm really not. And <laughs> through this, it's 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 become very apparent. I think I was, okay. listening to, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about, you know, every Sunday, I don't know if it does this on Androids, but your iPhone sends you your um, your usage, your, hour, your average usage for the week. Yeah. Um, and the one guy they were talking about how they were like so shocked and taken aback by um, how much, like how much they were using their phone. And the one guy's like, Oh, I had like mindset, like four hours. And the other host was like, "Uh, four hours. Like I'm, I'm not even going to tell you what mine said. And I was like, when I get my 11 hours of average weekly, usage like 11 hours a day from apple every week it totally disgusts me and i i always try to justify it in my head it's like well this is what i do and i need to know what's going on i need to check but no like that's still like that's half your friggin' day like of your awake hours and i think a lot of that like what dakota was just saying was just me like scrolling once i'm in bed like once i've gone to sleep and it's like suddenly it's like 11:30 and i have no idea where the last hour and a half have gone of me just like scrolling social media. So I realized that this is problematic. I mean, especially when the, the, it was like four hours of usage and he thought that was bad. And I'm like, um, Oh yeah, no, I'm well above four hours a day. So the one thing I did, I did this years ago and it, it, it helps to a certain extent, but I think this, this whole situation is just, blown out of the water. I do not have notifications on my phone. I do not have notifications of on any of my social media platforms. So it doesn't, doesn't tell me when somebody commented or when somebody posts, I have none of that. So I'm not a slave to that. The one thing I do have to remove 
is notifications from email. I do have to get rid of that and take off notifications on my phone for email because I'm always like, oh, what is that? And it's like, I don't need that. Yeah, yeah. But my goal, like, and it's going to be one of my resolutions, but I'm hoping I can sort of nip this in the bud. Um, Your resolutions? <laughs> I'm hoping I can like get, get a system <laughs> in place before the end of the year that that I'm already down in usage is that... um I want to get my usage down to less than six hours a day. I mean, that's my goal um, on my phone. And one of the things I'm doing is like when I'm at my desk and I'm in my office working, my phone is in my bedroom. Like I don't need my phone because I'm at my desk. So like I'm obviously going to see emails or whatever. So things like that. So I'm not tempted to pick up my phone and look at Twitter or any of that. It's just like, like a child just taking it out of my presence so that it's not, and yeah. it's, I think we've all fallen into the social media <laughs> doom scrolling. I call it doom scrolling yeah. um, through this process. I think that's one thing I need to do. The other thing that I have been pretty decent about it up until like the last few weeks or so, but um, I, I block book time for my workouts in a day. So I will like, just like a meeting, I will put in my Google Cal, like from one to two, I'm at the gym or I'm going for a walk or any of that. So it's like in my calendar, it's not just like, Oh, I've got to get to the gym. And then you don't, cause you forget like putting those things, putting the things that for your own mental health in your calendar as a meeting. And so therefore you can't book over it. Like somebody can't book it over it for you. And even if that's as simple as like, going and taking five minutes to do some deep breathing or to like go make yourself uh, a smoothie or like anything that like gets you away from your immediate desk situation or immediate um, work. And like, it can be as simple as five minutes or, or more like more to the point of like booking in gym time or booking in time for a walk in the afternoon. I really find too, that we don't take advantage enough of the fact that we work for ourselves and there are benefits to that. And it's like, yeah, I can take a walk at one o'clock in the afternoon and just take a, like get some fresh air or I can go to the gym at 11 in the morning when no one's there. Like, I mean, take advantage of those times like being self-employed and even people who are employed right now, but are working from home, you have now the flexibility that we do. So take advantage of that because those things matter and anytime you can get away from your desk get away from your phone and just let everything go even if it's for 15 minutes in a day makes a huge difference absolutely and i actually recently came across this really cool handmade notepad thing from the united states i can't remember it's like a maker in the united states i wish they were from canada but anyways it's like a notepad that um makes you track your not only like your to-do list <laughs> but your to-do list is only like a max of 10 things long. Um, and then there's a section for you to prioritize your top three things. There's a section for you to, to record your meetings. And then there's a section for you to record how many uh, glasses of water you've had that day. If you've eaten properly and you can kind of meal plan, there's a section that asks you to say what you're grateful for every morning. There's a section um, that says like, if you're a meditator, if, you like, if you're someone who likes to meditate, um, there's a section for that. And then there's of course the exercise section. So what I've been trying to do to continuously work on, on being a better person um, and a more well-rounded person who's good to myself is 
every morning I try to fill out this piece of paper and the rule is that like I can't go past a certain amount of tasks per day. Um, just because for me, I've been trying to get out of the office at a certain time every day. Um, and then of course, make time to have lunch and a break because it is literally physically and mentally impossible to put in the time that we put on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And something that I realize more often than not is it's not my clients putting this pressure on me. It's me putting this pressure Mm -hmm. on me. And for what? Like it's, we're not like Alyssa and I say this all the time. We're not saving lives. You're not saving lives unless you're a doctor (laughs) or a nurse, you know, or even a dentist, I guess, like in, in some cases. Um, but yeah, you guys need to definitely, you know, like if you're feeling exhausted, really take a look at your rest deficit and what areas of your life you have a rest deficit in. So just to kind of end off this call, this call. Oh my oh, we're God. calling. Wow. <laughs> there is a perfect example of somebody who... <laughs> is it a rest deficit? Is, yeah. is that a rest deficit? No, just kidding. Um, so just just quickly, here's, here's the different types of rest you should be checking in with yourself around whether or not you've got a deficit. So spiritual rest. So the ability to connect beyond the physical and ment- mental and feel a deep sense of belonging, love, acceptance, and purpose. So whatever that means to you. Um, emotional rest. So means having the time and space to freely express your feelings and cut back on people pleasing, um, as well as within that, you know, like not overbooking yourself, which I can be really bad for and have had a problem with my entire life and I'm continuously trying to improve, uh, creative rest. So the one that we talked about earlier, um, allowing yourself to take in the beauty of things other than work projects, you know, going for a walk, as Alyssa said, really being present in your surroundings, sensory rest, which is of course the bright lights, computer screens, um, background noise, conversations, meetings, mental rest. And then um, of course, physical rest, which can be passive or active. So passive physical rest includes sleeping and napping, you know, taking time if you need to, to go lay down and rest your eyes for 20 minutes. And then active physical rests means things like restorative movement, like yoga, going for a walk, improving your circulation and flexibility. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll link to this because this is such a cool TED Talk. Um, the, the title of the TED Talk is The Real Reason Why We Are So Tired and What to Do About It. And we really hope that if you're feeling as exhausted as most of us are um, and our network has been, that this really helps you to kind of realign yourself uh, going into the holiday season. Yes, I think uh, we... So we all understand this intellectually that we need these things, but um, actually allowing ourselves the grace to do it. And I think that's the biggest thing is, um, is, is the pressure isn't coming from other people. It's, it's from you yourself. And I think that was a good point Dakota made that um, you can say that your clients or your, your bosses or whatever, putting all these pressures and the deadlines, but it's really you and you have control over your, um, work and you have control over your life. And if you feel like you don't, then these sorts of tips and these easy little things are, are, are at least steps to help you sort of regain a little bit of control in your existence. So um, we will, as you said, we'll link all that in the show notes. And if anyone has tips or things that they've done through this pandemic or, or things that they've learned through others, feel free 
to send us a DM um, on Instagram at ladies who launch pod. We're happy to continue this conversation because I think that is the first thing is to talk to people and create a community. And we're hoping that we're able to do this through this podcast, that we're a safe space that people can feel that they can vent or send us um, interesting, positive things that they have learned through this whole crazy last two years. We look forward to seeing you guys next time. And yeah, we'll link uh, to that daily planner as well in our show notes. Um, Sadly, it is something that you order off of Amazon, but I do believe you can also um, get it direct from the source as well if you aren't interested in supporting Amazon, which I know some of our listeners are not. We totally understand why. Uh, But yeah, we'll link to all of that. And I do want to say that um, credit goes to TED Talk um, and the TED kind of series of talks for the inspiration behind this cast. And we will uh, see or see you, hear you, hear you next time. Next time on Ladies <laughs> Watch. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode. 